and welcome to podcast number 31 with NICU and Beyond with Tracy and Stacy. Today we're going to discuss and talk about apnea and bradycardia in premature babies in the NICU. As a NICU nurse, I believe one of the most concerning things parents worry about in the NICU is apnea and bradycardia, also known as Brady's or alarms. This really becomes a concern when a baby is on a countdown to go home. Our NICU does a seven-day countdown. Many babies and preemies will make it to the seven-day countdown on the first try, but there are many that break their parents' hearts and they have a Brady on day five, day six, or day seven. So today we're going to talk about apnea and bradycardia, the causes and concerns of it. Apnea is a pause in the regular breathing that a baby normally does that lasts anywhere from 15 to 20 seconds. Our alarms in the NICU are set to 20 seconds, so the baby has to hold their breath or stop breathing for greater than 20 seconds for the monitor to alarm. Some infants, especially premature babies, have many times that they stop breathing for longer than normal. And during the pause, the baby's heart rate may slow. And if the apnea is severe or the stop in breathing is severe, the baby's skin color may change. The baby can look pale or blue. And this pause in breathing for just a short time. And the baby may restart breathing without help. If the pause occurs for a longer period of time, the baby may need a reminder to restart breathing. Bradycardia is the medical term for a heart rate that is too slow. How slow is too slow? If a baby is less than 35 weeks adjusted or born at less than 35 weeks, the lower heart rate is set on the monitor to 100. This means that the baby has to drop their heart rate to less than 100 for the monitor to go off and to be called a bradycardia or a brady. Babies that are greater than 35 weeks adjusted age or born greater than 35 weeks will have a lower heart rate set on the monitor to 80 beats per minute. This means that the baby has to drop below 80 to be called a Brady. Just remember that a general heart rate for a premature baby in the NICU is normally 120 beats to 160 beats per minute for the premature baby. A full-term baby's normal heart rate is 80 to 140 beats a minute for a full-term baby. What causes apnea? Apnea is the most common in premature babies because their nervous system has not finished developing. The brain has a special area called the respiratory center which tells the lungs to take a breath on a regular basis. If the area is not mature, the baby forgets quote-unquote to breathe. About 45% of babies weighing less than 5.5 pounds will have at least some apnea. If the baby is less than 2.5 pounds, up to 85% will have apnea in the first weeks of life. They may also have apnea if they are overheated, if they are cold, or if they're just overstimulated. Overstimulation can be a major part of apnea. Overstimulation is the mom stroking the baby too much or just picking at the baby too much. That can be the dad too, not just moms. That can cause the baby to have apnea. The alarms will alarm and the nurse will come over to check the baby. Please don't get offended if your baby has an apnea and bradycardia and the nurse tells you to please leave hands off at that time. So what causes the bradycardia? 
Most infants and preemies have bradycardias for the same reason that they have apnea. And often the bradycardia is resulted from the baby having apnea. So what other things can cause apnea and bradycardia? Most apnea and bradycardia episodes are due to prematurity, but many other medical conditions can cause these problems. So infants with episodes are usually checked for these problems. This is especially true if the baby is a term baby. They could have infection. Infection is a fairly common cause and is often looked at if a baby starts to develop apnea. Environmental factors, high or low body temperature, overstressing or excessive handling of a very premature infant. Airway problems, any kind of block in the airway or nose, including mucus, can cause problems, especially in a premature baby. There's also many known neurological problems that can cause bradycardia and apnea. Lastly, as far as me not being a nurse, but as an OT, a lot of times it was more feeding, an immature suck, swallow, breathe pattern, and they couldn't keep pace or we had the wrong size nipple on there, wrong size flow, and had to change it out. Sadly, it's when we would see their posture go limp and they would turn gray and have bradycardias. Also, massage. Some of my smaller babies, most of them on caffeine, would get so relaxed from the massage that I gave them that they would forget to breathe. How do I know if my baby has apnea bradycardia? Babies that are known to be at risk for these episodes are placed on monitors that are set to alarm if the breathing or heart rate go below certain limits. I just want to add something to Tracy's part about the airway problems and also with the positioning. A lot of parents let the baby's head fall forward. Your trachea and all that stuff is like a bendy straw. So we can bend our head, our chin to our chest and still breathe and not have any issues. But with babies and premature babies, their trachea breathing tube is like a straight straw. So if you take a straight straw and bend it, you'll see that there's a kink in it and that will also cause the baby to have apnea and bradycardia. So what happens if the alarm goes off? First of all, most parents panic. The nurse in the area should say, I got it or it's okay. That alarm tells us if we need to go check the baby. The nurses, we can tell by the monitor if it's a pickup that is a good pickup and it really is an apnea or bradycardia, or if it is some artifact that's interfering with the heart rate and making the monitor alarm. Loose wires, a lot of movement, as I said, poor connection, but we still go and check the baby. We check the breathing rate, the color, the heart rate. If the baby is fine, then we check the monitor to make sure the monitor is working right. If the baby is having apnea or bradycardia, we'll watch the baby to make sure the baby starts to rebreathe or the heart rate starts to increase. If the baby does not do this on their own, you may see the nurse rub them gently or stimulate them to breathe. Sometimes you will even see the nurse snap on their foot to get them to breathe. The main thing with this is the nurse to try to stimulate the baby to get them to breathe. It's not to hurt them, it's to get them to breathe. If the baby's color is blue, you may see the nurse grab oxygen and give the baby what is called blue by oxygen. If the baby still doesn't breathe, then the staff, we would have to help them breathe. And that's why every baby in the NICU has a bag and mask at the bedside so that if we have to give the baby's breaths, we can. 
so parents usually wonder if there's any treatments for apnea and bradycardia. This depends. If the apnea and bradycardia is due to an infection, the doctors will treat the infection first. And a lot of times if the infection is treated, that will decrease the amount or totally take away the apnea and bradycardia. Just as a reminder, uh, infections in the NICU, babies can get urinary tract infections in the NICU. And a lot of times when a baby has a UTI, apnea and bradycardia is one of the first signs that we see. So please, even if it's a baby girls, always wipe front to back, but we do encourage to wipe front to back for baby boys too. And make sure you get the babies clean when you're doing their diaper changes. If the episodes are frequent and more than general stimulation is needed to bring the baby out of it, of the apnea bradycardia, or if the baby is very premature, a lot of the NICUs, especially in our NICU, we use caffeine citrate. Caffeine citrate is giving in a loading dose. Sometimes babies only need one loading dose and then they don't need anything. Some babies need more than one loading dose. And then there's some babies that get the loading dose and then they are on a daily caffeine regimen. Caffeine levels are drawn weekly in our unit as to see what the caffeine level is. And no worries, the babies are not going to be addicted to coffee when they get older. And also, we wean the babies from the caffeine so we don't start doing our apnea and bradycardia countdown till the baby is in a sub-therapeutic level of the caffeine. Also, if the baby is on caffeine and still have an apnea and bradycardia, sometimes babies will go on high-flow nasal cannula or they may have to go on CPAP. CPAP can be done with a RAM cannula so it looks like a little oxygen cannula. Some babies may even have to go back to being intubated and on the ventilator. Some of the questions we sometimes get asked is, will apnea and bradycardia cause brain damage? No. While long periods of apnea and low heart rate can cause problems, the short periods that most infants have will not cause brain damage. Anyone can hold his breath for a short period of time without a problem. The monitors are usually set to alarm after 20 seconds. This allows the staff enough time to check the baby and to help if needed. Do these episodes mean my baby will have SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome? No. The episodes seen in the nursery are not the same as SIDS, which is usually seen in previously healthy full-term infants. Apnea prematurity is usually due to immaturity of the respiratory center, and as the baby matures, so will this center. By the time your baby is ready to go home, these events will most likely have stopped. Most apnea and bradycardia due to other causes should also have stopped by the time they are discharged from the NICU. So what happens when your baby doesn't make the seven-day countdown and continues to have bradycardias? And it happens two or three times. Usually about the second time that this happens, the nurse will start discussing with you, have you ever thought about taking your baby home on a monitor? We do prescribe monitors. We don't give them to everyone only because the home monitors, they are great. They tell you when the baby's having bradycardia, they are very loud. And sometimes they have, just like the monitors in the NICU, will have an alarm that's not true. 
I always tell parents, if you're taking your baby home on a monitor, make sure you have a pillow because (laughs) that monitor goes off in the middle of the night and your baby's screaming. You need some quiet to remember that you got to push this button, hold this button and push that button to make the monitor stop. Most medical companies do pay for home monitors. Our problem right now in our NICU is we're having problems finding monitors with our monitor companies. Unfortunately, some people don't return the monitors after their baby is taken off of it. And just remember that the monitors do have a recording in, they do record and they do record the episodes And when you take the baby to the doctor, the doctor can download. So the doctor can also tell if your baby hasn't been on the monitor as often as it should be. And when I say on the monitor, we always tell parents the monitor is on the baby when you can't physically see them, when they're taking a nap, when they're in bed, in the car, in the car seat. That's why we always say, uh, if baby goes home on a monitor, make sure you got somebody that can sit in the back seat with the baby because you don't need to be driving down the road, baby facing backwards and the monitor goes off. When you get a monitor, then you also need to have infant CPR classes. Our NICU does infant CPR classes for all families in our discharge class. And a refresher, even if you are certified in CPR, it's a good refresher to take the infant CPR course. Also, some babies can go home on the caffeine citrate. I'm not really going to go into that because that's not a a common thing. But just to let you know that some babies do end up going, going home on a monitor and caffeine. Just another info in there. A lot of babies, if they're having the apnea and bradycardia, we will do what's called a pneumogram on the babies. And this is also checks the pH and make sure that the baby's not refluxing. That pneumogram will tell us if the baby has to go home on caffeine or not. Can apnea come back or can my baby develop SIDS? Once premature babies with apnea mature, they should stop having events and usually are not at risk for the episodes to come back. However, Some babies are slower to mature, and some babies who have other medical conditions may be at increased risk of having ongoing events. Home apnea monitoring and or medications may be needed for these infants. While apnea of prematurity and SIDS are different problems, some babies who need NICU care may have a slight increased risk of later having SIDS. We cannot predict which infants are at risk. There is no guarantee that a baby will not develop SIDS later, but the vast majority of infants will not be at risk and will not need monitors. Is there anything I can do to help prevent SIDS or apnea at home? There are several things that can be done at home to decrease any baby's risk. The first one is back to sleep. Babies should be placed on their backs when you put them to sleep or when they are in their cribs. Don't smoke. Infants of parents that smoke have an increased risk of SIDS. Breastfeeding. Infants who have been breastfed seem to have less SIDS. Avoid pillows or soft mattresses in the crib and do not overbundle or overdress your baby. Also, ask your baby's doctor or nurse if you have further questions about your baby. So this has been our podcast on apnea and bradycardia. I hope this was very helpful to you. If you did like what we had to say, please like us. Better yet, follow us. You can also find us at parentnicuconnection.com. 
We'll see you back here in a couple weeks with a new topic. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.